0: following
1: is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club How about
0: them, cowboys? Yeah! Go
2: cowboys! This, this,
1: this is talking cowboys live.
2: streaming live from the dallas cowboys world headquarters at the star in frisco to
3: the goal line
4: sacked by keeps it and he it the
1: touchdown and now your hosts isaiah standback Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle
3: Yeomans.
2: It is a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game, the chip and dip of Talking Cowboys. Come on, man got to keep that. that. we got to keep that. Yeah, if, yeah, the chip and dip of cow- talking Cowboys. That's what it is. And that's what it is. Today, as it is a talking Tuesday, we are taking your phone calls for the second and third segments of this show. So give us a call, Cowboys Nation, 888-855-2297. We want to hear from you and hear about what you like, what you don't like, what you're concerned about, what you're excited about surrounding this Cowboys team. And we'll start doing that coming up here in the next couple of minutes. Alongside Heckma Harrison, I Stand back, Chris Beam in the back. Rob Phillips is on his way. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and gentlemen, how's it going this
3: morning? Good, Fantebby Loso. Great, yeah,
2: yeah. How about that? Your win against the Patriots is looking a lot better as the year goes along. Talk about a team that's nine and four and playing really well, even yep. in some harsh conditions in Buffalo. Are
1: they that good, or is the AFC not as good as we thought it was?
3: If you could throw the ball three times <laughs> and and still win the ball game in 55 miles per hour winds,
1: what did you when you were watching the game last night? What were your thoughts on the game?
3: I mean, just physical, physical. I mean, exactly the same things that we were worried about when we played them. I loved
1: that game last night. Yeah, it awesome. I loved it, That's and it just shows game. It is, and the thing about you know the way that football is changing, and everybody's talking about. Well, yeah, you got to throw a ball. You got to stretch the field. Belichick doesn't care about any of that, and oh. I came. I came to a thought last night. If I was a young coach in the league, I would be trying to find my way to New England. Okay. I would be trying to get the recipe. You want some of that knowledge? Huh? I want some of it. No <laughs> a piece of it. But just think about this. It's not only is it Bill Belichick's defense, yeah. but it's also his offense. Mm-hmm. Now you can change the position, you can change the coordinators, all of that, but you're not going to go out on the park and throw the ball 51 times if Bill Belichick is the head coach. Period. That's the same thing with Nick Saban in Alabama. That's, I mean, that's the key to success. They're buddies. Right? (laughs) And they can bring in whichever offensive coordinator you want, but you're not going to throw the ball all over the place. in three passes yesterday, that was crazy.
2: Yeah, Mac Jones finished the game two of three passing for 19 yards, and they got a win. Now, Harris ran for 111. Stevenson, I think, had 24, 25 carries, something of the sort, and they were able to run all over that Bills defense. And maybe the Bills aren't exactly what the Bills have been the last couple (laughs) of years. But even with that being said, I mean, the AFC's a mess. So is the NFC though is now the Cowboys two games up on the Washington football team we're going to talk about Washington a little bit more in depth later in the week but is there any concern right now around this Cowboys team and trying to hold on to that division lead because if you lose this week one game it's a two-game turnaround you could either be up by three by winning the game or you could be down by or excuse me up by only one if you lose the game is there any concern surrounding this this one
3: I think there's always concern whenever you have L's in the column. You know, I mean, you don't want to leave this up to debate. You know, I think the, the Dallas Cowboys had their opportunity to really clinch things, you know, a couple of weeks back, and they missed their opportunities. You know, they went one for four or whatever it was during during that stretch. So they now they find themselves in a situation where teams are, are getting hot, and they're trying to get back, you know, hot again as well. So, you know, these guys are going into a game where Washington's on, what, a four-game win streak? 4 game win streak, right? We're on a one game win streak, <laughs> so uh, you know it's kind of a this. You created you created a situation. You created a situation, so I wouldn't say worried, but go out there and handle your business. You know, and um, you know, you got you got some of your boys coming back to the crew. You know, you just you know, squad coming back, so you should be able to have go out there, have a good time, and, <laughs> and get back get back to you are winning ways. Did <laughs> you just swag surf? I, in absolutely, the, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you just kind of it <laughs> yeah. to the sideline, I mean, and you you're get getting into you it. You get Gregory, you get Gallimore, you get. Tristan, I don't know if Tristan will be back this week. Not then, this week, next yeah, week. Yeah, next week. And whoever you want to throw in the middle, you know, Osa, uh, you know what's it? Osa, uh, Odigizua, throw him in the mix. And then you got freaking D Law, and then you put Micah behind him. You should be feeling really good against those guys that, that don't have a tight end, unfortunately, for them right now. And,
4: and Tristan's back this week, by the way. Hey.
3: Oh, he is? Yeah,
0: his one game his suspension Oh, that's right. It got it, it got reduced. One, You're right. So, he's back this
3: week. You're right. Thank you,
2: Chris. Yeah, just want to make sure. Thank you. Uh yeah, I completely forgot so the whole that they reduced back. it. So, everybody's back. everybody's back. How about that?
0: Mm. Everybody that can into, be
2: back. This is turning into That's true. A lot of these guys are hopeful to be back. Neville Gallimore, Randy Gregory, not officially back and the Cowboys will be back on the practice field tomorrow, so we'll get a better look at it uh as that rolls around, but Speaking specifically of kind of going back to the draft, we talked about that yesterday and how the draft was one of those things with Micah Parsons. It's like, oh, now you look at this defense and you go, oh, there's Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, there's Randy Gregory. Oh, my goodness. That's Neville Gallimore in the middle. Oh, and there's Micah Parsons, who's clamoring for being the defensive player of the year as a rookie. That's a scary defense for any opposing offense to yeah. turn up and, and, and look at, and especially with a guy like Taylor Heineke, who's still taking his lumps in the NFL. I feel like you're going to get pressure on him and make things tough
1: for him all day Sunday. Yeah, and Dan Quinn you know, pretty much pointed the spotlight on the fact that these guys hadn't even had but 28 snaps together as a group, meaning Gregory... Lawrence and also Micah, and if you look at that in combination, and you say to yourself, like th- obviously those are your main guys, your hunters. I re- putting them all on the field together. I think Taylor Heineken, if he's got sitting down studying film right now, he's trying to figure out how he's going to get rid of the ball. They're going to have to do some things defensively to create pressure. That's where we, uh, I think, the last. And you look at those losses. We were not creating the same pressure that we had been creating before, and therefore, consequently, it cost us on the back end of our defense. We talk about what Anthony Brown struggles with as far as small, quick, wide receivers. Well, got a couple of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know DeAndre Carter, uh, and I'm sure he's going to be locked up with him, maybe in this uh, it, for for the majority of the time. But Terry McLaurin, I expect uh, you know for digs to be on him. But I just think that. Getting those guys that you just talked about up front, get putting pressure on Taylor Heineke, I think that's gonna make the difference in this game and obviously Dak not turning the ball over, not, you know, having any turnovers. Would you rather have Heineke in the pocket or out the pocket? I'd rather have him in the pocket. Me too. I think I think Taylor, <laughs> His the one, ability to that's get what out.
3: I'm talking about as we are talking about putting pressure on him. I'm like, eh, yeah, maybe we just contain. <laughs> you know, like Let's just contain him cuz like, he's, he's dangerous when he gets out the box. Like
1: most things, you know, you want to try and flush him out, make him uncomfortable. And and, and this is what I'm saying. Yeah. When I say c- contain him in the pocket, get pressure on him, you want him to, you to want to collapse. In. Yes. Yeah, I want it to collapse. Yeah, you don't want gaps. Yeah, if he's trying to escape out You know, I I believe that the way that we saw Micah close on on a bootleg. Uh, I don't think Heineke even attempts or tries anything like that. But out in space, I trust our guys, yeah. Micah and the other group, with the speed that we have on defense. I think that is the difference from last year to this year, is the yeah. team speed. Are you,
2: did you, real quickly here, I agree with you completely because you look sideline to sideline. Quarterbacks that have tried to scramble, and I'm not talking about designed runs, that's different. Scrambling out of the pocket have had almost zero success against the Cowboys this yeah. year. And I'll go down dive deeper in the stats and bring you back some homework tomorrow. But, I mean, look at guys like Patrick Mahomes. As soon as he decides to tuck it and take off, Parsons is right on him. You can have the same thing with Gregory, Lawrence. I mean, those are guys that can race you to the edge and for the most part win that battle to the edge, win that race to the sideline. And if that's the case, then maybe he's not as dangerous with his legs as a scrambler as opposed to what you've seen in the
3: past. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that simply because of the fact what we talked about yesterday in terms of Dak and how he's he's not utilizing his abilities to be able to continue to move the chains. I think Heineke he gets it. If there's one thing that he gets, he gets how to move the chains with his legs. And he's not trying to have these big plays on the field. He's not trying to get out the pocket and buy time so they can throw bombs like Mahomes or, you know, Jalen Hurts or some of these other guys, you know, these guys like to extend plays. He's not trying to extend the play. He's just trying to move the chains. And I think he's that's moving the, the ball. Yeah, I think that's the thing that he does well. He understands that. Like if things break down, he's going forward. He's going forward, he's sliding, and he's getting right back to the huddle. right? And that's what
1: kind of – No, t- I see that too. Yeah. I see that too. Um, I think the other side, just adding to that, the other thing that I see is his offensive line is weak. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that running is I'm running because – I have to. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> and I don't trust that my head might not get taken off if, the, you know, I don't anticipate yeah. this guy holding this blind side black block long enough. Um, I just – you know, either way, I think they're going to – Washington. the Washington football team is going to be an opponent because of how hot they are. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get on them early. early. We cannot allow them it to get early. any momentum. <laughs> yeah, we got to get on them early. Uh, and we can't allow them to build any momentum. They try and do some really interesting things. And that's why, you know, you, you talked about yesterday, Logan Thomas and his ACL being out. He would have been a big factor yes. in this game for us to have to concentrate on. But also, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield is going to be something that's important uh, for us also. And McKissick. And he's—I don't know if he's out. They have out for this. He game. was out last game. There's a chance he returns okay. for this one. McKissick is different. When I watch the Tampa film on them, McKissick is a, him and Gibson are—you know—they the tandem backs very different from one another. The thing about McKissick that worries me is him in space yeah, with the ball uh, when they get him on screens and stuff like that. So um, that's something that I think we have to worry about. But if we can. If we could squ- stop them, discourage them from doing any of those things, I think we make this game easy for ourselves because is, Heineke will make a mistake. Is this the most threatening tandem that we face this year out there backfield? I um, do not think so.
2: I Especially the way that Gibson has played. Gibson hasn't necessarily put up the numbers to scare me. Now, the film and the matchup-wise, it might scare me a little bit, but not enough to where it could compare to what we've seen previously. Who would you put over them? Oh, I would already i I would put the Broncos tandem in front of them, easy. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon; those guys tore you up, and they've t- torn up the majority of the league. They're one of three teams right now with at least two five hundred plus rushing backs. The Cowboys are the other ones. The Packers are the other ones. So I would definitely put the Broncos in front of that by like a lot. And I underestimated
1: Williams, man. <laughs> yes, you. he's a he's a good oh, player. He came out, and he's a lot more physical than these guys. I believe mm-hmm. Gibson. I don't see them as being those physical inside runners. I just don't. I don't take that from them. But I think that what they do individually, different from one another, mm-hmm. uh, it's very unique. So, it's this is a, a, a one and two. This is a one A and one B mm-hmm. situation with these running backs. So, I mean, I agree, but I, I do agree with with Kyle as well. I think Denver's running back tandem was a lot tougher.
3: I think their scheme. Was better. I'm not. I think I'm. I give these guys the edge personnel wise in the backfield. I give Denver the edge scheme wise. Those guys okay. are good within that scheme. These guys are good individually. I guess if that makes it. Not not to say those guys. No, aren't. No no no. I, I, I can I, follow I, you. I would, I would. prefer to have
1: these. But two. what do you think about Antonio Gibson's game so much? So like that. That really gives you pause. Uh, that yeah. you pay so much attention. I think he's
3: versatile. I think he's very versatile. I think he can. I mean, he's a guy that you can trust inside and out. I don't think he's going to necessarily kill you, um, mm-hmm. but he's consistent. I feel like he's consistent if you let him get things going, and then you throw McKissick in there, and he's just, just, just put somebody on him, please. Yeah, because you don't want him to go out there and you know come out in the motion out the backfield, go out into the slide or go out into the outside. He catches a little hitch route and he turns it into something, right? That's their version of getting run plays as well. Yeah, um, much like we did last week with CD. So I just think that they're a good two-headed monster. I, I mean, I, I respect them. I respect them. Yeah, I think that's something that the Cowboys are going to have to look at moving
2: forward. Is is how are they going to slow down tandems like that? Because yeah. I mean, just mentioned the Packers; they're going to bring it. If you see them in the playoffs, you yeah, can see it get healthy, yeah, different a- places as well. Yeah, especially when they get healthy. That offensive yeah. line's playing a lot. Those better Those just
3: pound you, though. You know, those guys like they just beat you down. You know, Jones will he'll, he'll he'll gas on you from time to time, mm-hmm. but then they bring in the dog on the horse at the backfield, and he just comes downhill. Is it two hundred and sixty pounds or something stupid like that? Yeah. Now, there was some breaking news this morning
2: around the Washington football team. Logan Thomas, the tight end, underwent an MRI, and it did not show that he had torn any of his
1: MCL. That's blessings.
2: Fantastic news for Washington. He's most likely going to be out against the Cowboys regardless, but that is huge news for the Washington football team to try and get him back because he's a huge part of that offense. Now... We talked about some of those defensive reinforcements and having guys like Neville Gallimore and mm. Randy Gregory mm. back in the fold, and it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and you're excited about it. I want to ask about some of these young defensive backs Nine that bucks. haven't seen a ton of time. How young about Kelvin? Kelvin Joseph. That's the number one name on my list. And I was, I was asked this fan or asked this, this question on the fan last night by our guys Zach and Eric in the nighttime slot, and they asked me, they were like, why haven't we seen Kelvin Joseph outside of the suspension and the injuries? Special teams. And exactly though. Why is he not in a rotation with a guy like Anthony Brown? Is it time that we see him in the rotation?
1: You know, I think if he would have won this game in, in two days, we, maybe uh, this would have happened by now. I just think there's some layered things that's happening Monday through Saturday that's not okay. allowing the coaching staff to be confident in his abilities. I, I feel as though this veteran group that we have of coaches is not going to, in spite of where you were picked in the draft, going to allow you to get out on the field and make any mistakes. We go back to Izzy Mukwamu and Nation Wright, guys that we saw legitimately making strides. Not so much Kevin Joseph, though. Um, It's not that I'm not confident in his abilities because I believe that once he gets his shot, he's going to be there for it. Um, I just think right now him working his way into rotation via special teams, that's going to be his way. And I think earlier in the season, you heard uh, Coach Dan Quinn talk a lot about that, him working his way into the rotation by being on special teams. But I don't think his time is now. I think Anthony Brown is. With all of his shortcomings and being picked on by the refs, I don't care what nobody says. He's being picked on, <laughs> spotlighted by the refs. I just think that right now he he is a he's a step up over Kelvin Joseph.
2: He has played 14 snaps all year. Joseph has 14, and now five of those have been in run defense, and nine of those have been in coverage. So at, outside of special teams, anyways, yeah, he's, played he's played 14 snaps. Teams. That's not what you want to see from a second round player, and that's the thing that you also got to think about is. There's a lot of pressure on him to develop because if you're picked as a second-round player, you're expected to be a starter yeah. by the end of year one. Yeah. You're expected to be at least in that conversation. And I'm right there with you. I don't see that yet. You don't have that You don't have that conversation with Kelvin Joseph. There are a lot of people, whenever Anthony Brown does have his shortcomings, <laughs> that'll say, oh, let's just bring in Kelvin
3: Joseph. But I don't think that's a legitimate conversation at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not questioning Al Harris. I just—, I just that's a good point I'm not questioning that dude um, I remember remember watching him play I think I even played against him um, but he he's a he's a dog and I don't know if it has anything to do with his with uh, the lack there of ability if his preparation is not on point if his physicality is not there there's a whole lot of question about there
1: I had a question that just came in my head yeah. right now. Like when you came into the league, there were obvious things that you were doing in the Pac-12 yeah. that you could get away with. <laughs> that when you came into the league, yeah. you couldn't get away with that yeah. no more. Do you think that he's probably suffering the same things? Things that he's doing innately on the practice field. That's like, oh no, dawg, that'll get you burnt, man. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, we can we can throw
3: out there all the all the what ifs. Yeah. That, you know, without us actually having seen seen him in practice and. And, and understanding what their what their decisions are, but there's something there's there's something. Obviously, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's a very this is a very veteran you know squad in terms of coaching, and they know who's ready and who's not ready. And obviously, you know, we know that special teams is the way into playing. You know, regardless if you're second round pick or or, or beneath, you know, if you're a first round pick, you're playing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Second round pick, you should be in the rotation. But you know you gotta remember, there's two other guys ahead of you that are getting paid five million dollars a year too. Mm-hmm. That that have a
1: lot of reps underneath their belt. Boom. So that's the reality. I was shocked. I'm really shocked sometimes by nation Wright and his yeah. inability to give yeah, That's get what right. I'm more concerned. Yeah. about. Yeah. I, and Why really, is
3: that? I just I just I don't know. I know I know Kelvin was a higher draft pick, but I think that nation and his physical attributes work really well within this system. It just fit. He it, it just, it just fits. You know, I mean, I try not to look at the whole draft pick. I know there's value there. There's politics or politics. Finances or finances. But Nation, he has the ability to be something great. And I think the same thing with Israel Mukwamu. I think he has the physicality, but the physical attributes, but we talked <laughs> about his... The physicality.
1: The <laughs> physicality
3: part in preseason, <laughs> you know, put him on an island out there. And, you know, luckily he's still around to be able to show that he can make some things happen. I don't know how many snaps he's had on special teams. Not but, a lot. Um, but that's somebody that I'm excited about too, just because of their size and what and what they can do. Kelvin, I don't have a lot of information on him. I've seen him. I see yeah. him on special teams. I see him on punt return and trying to stop some guys. And you know, just obviously, I'm a big critic on special teams, but I haven't seen him be dominant in that regard. So it's like, how do you expect somebody if who's not being dominant in special teams to come out and be dominant as a defender? And I think, to be fair, Kelvin Joseph,
2: availability-wise, has not been there as much as those other guys because of the injury early in the year and then, of course, now with the suspension that he had to serve against New Orleans. So I just I think, going back to your point with Mukwamu, he's a day-three pick. And the fact that he's even on the active roster more times, more often than not, is impressive to me, the fact that he's even there. Then you talk about Kelvin Joseph. He's a second-round pick. He should be in the mix. But then you mentioned the guy in the middle, and that's nation Wright. You have to also think about the fact of nation Wright being a third-round pick that they stretched on. They stretched to go and get him, so maybe they're Stop taking it, their time. They're Stop. taking their time. Don't do this again. They're taking their time. Do taking their time. Don't, don't do you,
1: see, you saw how he did that. What do you do think I'm coach. saying here? No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> let me finish. You, you, let me finish.
2: Let me finish. They are taking their time to develop him because they know they can't get that one wrong. I'm not saying they're wrong on it. I don't agree. Which I still think they are, but agree. they, I don't know. So what are they doing with Kelvin? Kelvin's got to be a, a pick as well. I mean, he's got to play. That's they, what I'm uh, saying. Still- I think they need to play him.
1: Hmm. So. so um, wait a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Go for uh, it. So the thing is, is that I understand where draft order comes into this and the consideration because of where you were drafted. Investment. You, would, you want yes. to see guys take the reins mm-hmm. and be. Uh, be that guy. Yes. Nation Wright showed you in training camp his physicality sure. and, and his ability to stay and track and do those things. Yeah. There are things legit that within Dan Quinn's scheme that you could see that a, a, an aggressive player like Nation Wright should make strides in this. And this is a good problem to have, by the way. It is, it's a because great problem. All of these young guys, maybe next year, are going to be spearheading your, your D B group room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Possibly. Um, So development and teaching, and you just talked about the coaches, that that, that's a dog that's coached these guys. I think that that development and their uh, ability to learn on the job may be something that we're underestimating because of what Anthony Brown and Jay Lou are doing right now. Mm -hmm. It may not just be, oh, it's a reach, it's a stretch to give him that time right now. He has an opportunity to sit back and learn. And Dan Quinn even pointed out the fact that they've already used 33 players on this defense already. So we're not done. We're not done, so these guys may have an opportunity to make an impact by the end of the year. But I think you're wrong about Nation Wright. That's see, but that's <laughs> not what
2: I'm saying. I'm I'm saying the same thing you are. Okay, there's a reason that they're taking their time for Nation Wright. That's all I'm saying. They, they he showed in the in the training camp and the physicality and yada yada yada. Fine, he was great in training camp, but that that hasn't turned oh, into okay, snaps. I so, I get that so. has not turned in the snaps okay. yet.
3: So so just to clarify all this, they're taking their time with Nation. Yes, but. But why? Are, why would they take their time with Kelvin Joseph? Is my question. Okay. Yes. So they're taking their time with Naishon, but they're not taking their time with Kelvin. Kelvin just hasn't earned his way into the field. Correct. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Maybe I didn't illustrate that as well.
2: Hey, Rob Phillips, how's hey. it going?
0: Sorry, I'm late. No, you're yeah. good, hey, man. What discussions about young guys playing early? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got the cheers in the back.
2: Yeah, mostly, <laughs> mostly questioning Kelvin Joseph and then That's guys the like Naishon Wright and then, of course, uh, Israel right. Mukwamu on the back end as well. But mostly Kelvin Joseph. Why has he not seen his playing time outside of the injury issues and then, of course, the suspension? Suspension? Well, yeah, the, the fight against the Raiders yeah sorry not the suspension but But just in the doghouse yeah the ejection
0: well he was he hurt until the last what month of the season and and I think it comes down to performance like you guys just said it when I walked in like this this coaching staff is not afraid to play you whoever's the best player like Jason Garrett talked about meritocracy when he was here and I think he tried to stick to that but I think you're really seeing it here like Terrence Steele is has been the starting right tackle based off performance, even when Lyle Collins comes back. Mm-hmm. So I think like, they're just going off of who's playing better. Anthony Brown had a better camp than Kelvin Joseph did. That's yeah. why he's playing. And then Kelvin Joseph missed a lot of time. I think it's young players, like you said, just trying to bring guys along. But I don't know if there's going to be a set time when any of the young guys play. It's going to be when they're better than the guys in front of them. Hmm. And I guess
3: to this point, you haven't seen that yet. So then, since we're talking about defense, let's flip it on the other side. <laughs> when Cooper and Gallup were out, why did we not see more Simi Fajoko?
1: Same he, thing. I mean, come on. You no, asked us a Turner. rhetorical question. Thank you so much. You know what it is. He had not been doing it. Yeah, I really? <laughs> well, it's a, <laughs> a cheap jab. cheap jab, Simi. You know, <laughs> <ugh. a> question.
2: <laughs> no, it is a legitimate question. No, it <laughs> is. Guess who got the playing time. That's, that's a dis-
0: 17. <laughs> the Simi discussion goes back to OTAs. Yeah, yeah it, does. it was better to draft. <laughs> it's a valid question. Meritocracy. Mm, Malik, Malik Turner had a better training camp. Yes, he did. Uh, at, at the wide receiver position. And now he's got a couple and, touchdowns to his name. And John Fossil said yesterday he might be our most versatile special teams player. So that helps him get We're on the field on game day. Who said that in the preseason? What show on t- DallasCowboys.com
2: talked about it's the that? craziest thing.
3: Did wow. you see that? That's wild. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break before Isaiah's head gets too big for himself and we can't fit in this room anymore. All right, when we come back, we are taking your calls, Cowboys Nation, 888-855-2297. We'll take them when we come back here on Talking Cowboys.
1: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find a perfect lens for you. See more. Do more.
4: Essilor. The
3: new Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it.
4: I do deserve that.
3: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt.
0: I deserve all that?
3: It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again.
4: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left.
3: It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new.
0: hey jay that's my line (laughs) well not today get to work with a john deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget visit unitedaginturf.com
1: back to talking cowboys
2: It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. Jason Witten has gone out there, and he has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people <laughs> for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobs jobsatcaliber.com. That's the
3: King James version.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> the New Testament. <laughs> Heck is right. like legit pissed at me for having this wallet.
1: Uh, wow. I, he's actually upset. Like, what no. the hell is wrong with I know, you,
0: I know to get
2: you for Christmas. The white no, I, was, I, was just,
1: I was just about to say that. If there's no white elephant. It's just yeah. you. So tell strange. you what you're getting, bro. It's right now. there's oh, no way. Oh
2: man, glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Here on a wonderful Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. We've got Isaiah <laughs> Stanback, Rob Phillips in the building. Heckma Harrison, and now we've got tc from indiana on the line tc how's it going you're on talking cowboys
4: hey thanks for having me it's going well how you guys doing doing great
2: as always what's on your mind my friend
4: well i've been listening today and i know you guys have been more focused on like each individual player but i'm looking like big picture team-wise now with tampa dropping their games like they did It seemed like, and we were going through our rough patch also, it seemed like that was our chance to sort of jump over Tampa and get the three seed and avoid playing the Rams. Now the Rams are on a three-game skid. So right now, are you guys feeling less threatened if we stay the four seed and they stay the five seed, if we have that home game hosting the L.A. Rams in the first round of the playoffs, assuming we get the division, of course?
2: Well, fantastic question, TC, as always. Thanks for calling in. I... I mean, I'll let you guys start with this. I've got a pretty strong opinion about it, but go for it, Rob.
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't I haven't really even thought about that because I, I watched Washington win Sunday, and Washington, if they win out, that's a tall task, but they're the division champs. Yep. So, like, I, I don't think you can look past that. I think this is
3: going to be a really tough game on Sunday. Yeah, me mm. too. I'm right there with you. What do you think? I'm about right it? there with you as well. But in terms of the playoffs, and when you start talking about Tampa, LA, Arizona, Green Bay, it doesn't matter. All they're all going to be if you get if you're lucky enough to get to the playoffs, every game that you have starting with game 1 is going to be it's going to be Super Bowl caliber type competition. So, this year's playoffs on NFC
1: and the AFC is going to be absolutely insane because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good teams. Yeah, I don't I guess my mentality is I don't want to avoid anybody. Um, no. I want to see the L.A. Rams. Uh, I, I want to see them. I, I think that we match up with them and we can give them the business. Uh, mm. I don't think that if we see Tampa again mm. that we're trying to avoid them. The, the only team that I think right now that there would be a problem for us would be going to Green Bay. Okay. And that's just only because of the elements. You saw last night. Those are things. and that, That's why I love football so much. You could talk about individual matchups, but you, several people with the whole Pats-Bills thing never brought up the elements the wind the cold the snow all of those things and that's how football is played especially when you're in an outdoor stadium so I think about that with those matchups but everybody else bring them on I I can't wait to see them
0: yeah LA wouldn't bother you Tampa wouldn't bother you with their defensive front I mean we've seen Tampa already but the way the line has been the last few weeks and juggling things, like that doesn't –
1: I think the, I think at a point in season um, that, especially the three-game stretch in 12 days, you had to juggle some things with Tyron Smith getting back healthy. They didn't know what they were going to do with Lael and Steele. You were trying to play Lael back into shape. I think he's there already. Running game-wise, those things give me pause. But, hey, if we're throwing the ball 50 times a game, I don't even think that there's concentration on the running game. We're just running to set up what we're going to do in the past. I think we're getting back to who we are fundamentally, running the ball, having some success over these next five games. That's going to make the difference. We've beaten teams that everybody else is crazy about, but they never give us credit for that.
3: Mm. Can you beat those two teams without being able to run the ball efficiently?
1: No. Which two teams? Tampa and L.A. Just depends on what they do. If they abandon their run and they throw the ball also, if they match you, you, then you're in a shootout. I think if they play field position and ball control and you're just throwing the ball, then I think you put yourself behind the eight ball. Like what but, we saw in week one. Boom. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> now, Tampa I, didn't
1: try to run it either. No. So that's what I'm saying. You end up in a shootout.
2: Yeah, and you could you could have very easily have won that game even without Hello. running the ball efficiently. Hello. Now, with going back to TC's question about the Rams specifically – and they're losing streak. I, I look at the Rams the same way I look at the Cowboys' offense. Cowboys' offense has not played up to standard yeah. the last four weeks. I mean, that is not a secret. I still think they will figure it out. I think at some point it's going to click, and I think at some point they're going to go back to the number one offense in the NFL, or at least a top five offense in the NFL, like we've seen throughout the early parts of the season. I see the same thing happening for the Rams. I think it's only a matter of time till they figure it out. Same thing we said about the Chiefs early in the year. It was only a matter of time till Kansas City clicked. Now they've won five straight, Thank and you for they've saying been that. kicking everybody's butt. Thank so you for saying I, that. I think. The Cowboys are going to get back to that. I think the Rams will get back to that. It's all about who's playing well going into <laughs> the tournament. Gonna to Everybody's going to be playing well <laughs> exactly. when the playoffs come around. So yeah. you, you're not going to have a week off. No. no matter who you play, no, no matter what season There's you go, no there this is division. no week what
1: off. What is it, Pete? I'll say
2: it. It's not going to. And you got to get rid of your division first. You got to take care of business. This is a huge game to take care of that business. No doubt. You have to win this game, in my opinion. Because if you lose it, it's your your lead's gone. For four games left, your lead is pretty much evaporated. Sure, you've got a one-game lead, but that's not enough with four to play. All right, let's go out to Italy. M in Italy is on the line with us here on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? What's on your mind?
4: Hi there. Hi, hi, Kyle. Hi, team. Thank What's you for on? having me. And uh, Rob, you may remember these. I, I called a couple of years ago, um, and you know we spoke. It was uh, it was nice. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Yeah, uh, I wrote you on LinkedIn, Rob. You should reply. You should check your mail on LinkedIn. I'm bad
0: with LinkedIn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's
4: okay. That's okay. Now, let, let me go to the questions. I just have two questions for you. The first one is about Micah Parsons. Uh, he's being, um, you know, there are a lot of people that, that, that say that he, he reminds of Laura, uh, Lawrence Taylor and other players. As far as I'm concerned, when he lines up at the end position, he reminds me of Derek Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Thank you. You said sir. LT. LT I- yesterday. I had no, no, no. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, No, no, no.
4: It's okay. It's okay. And so, as far as I'm concerned, he reminds me of Derek Thomas. You know, who obviously, you know, had had a tragic end. But size-wise, speed-wise, you know, his movements, he reminds me a lot of Derek Thomas. And I, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. And the second question is about Duck Prescott. In the last two years, so since Coach McCarthy came in, I've noticed one thing: Um, he doesn't get flagged for delay of game like it happened before. And I wonder. He lines up earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this gives him more time to diagnose the defense. I don't know whether it's something that you noticed as well, It's something changed with Coach McCarthy. but um, I remember Doc lining up, clapping his hands in a frantic way when Coach Garrett was, was with the Cowboys, and now it doesn't happen anymore, and I think this is part of also, also of the success he's having with his numbers.
2: Well, thank so, you very um, much for the call, M, and we appreciate you as always, and Colin from Italy, as always, a lot of fun. Okay, now I've got a bone to pick with you Have you
1: ever on air talked about Derek Thomas being a comparison? You know, I want to, I want to, I appreciate you and your bone to pick with me. Because Uh, you can't celebrate if you haven't said it on air. No, stop. Stop for a second. Calm down, okay? (laughs) Just chill out. All right. So I was having a conversation with Nicholas Eatman, right? Mm. All right. And in my conversation, if you know Nick, you could catch him on certain days where he's kind of, uh, or, So I called him, I called him on a, "Mm," day, right? So we're having a conversation. I'm forcing this conversation on him, and I said to him, I said, man, this guy reminds me of Derek Thomas, everything about him. No, so, said, so, so, so,
0: We got get Nick on the show to Right, it. right. And <laughs> it's all good.
1: It's all good. I'm just telling you that that was what my No, initial, that's huge. So, that's good. you know, I mean, okay. so fact check that, no, have you good. like. You know, but I caught him on the back. And he, he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it because I'm obviously saying that this rookie reminds me of Derek Thomas. And, you know, here a guy out in Italy saw what I saw, and I like it. How about that?
2: Congratulations. Let's go, a, nice he, let's go back to your no, bone. Let's go back to your bone. No, I just wanted you to explain. That's all, <laughs> all right, it was. Cool. What did you think about his second question about Dak Prescott and the way Calm that— Calm down, Fido. <laughs> the way that uh, <laughs> he's able to get up to the line of scrimmage and really diagnose a defense a little better under Mike McCarthy <laughs> as opposed to Jason Garrett.
0: Um, I was, I was looking at Isaiah because I wasn't really sure. I mean, they're playing with more tempo this year, I think, overall than maybe they have in the past. I could but see that. You know,
2: I think that might just come with being a veteran in the NFL yep. more than anything, right? Yeah. Just knowing what to do. It may not be the more more so toward the coaches. I think it's more so
3: just Dak Prescott knowing what to do. I agreed, and I mean that that showed up not not for us this year, but I was watching the Detroit game, and Jared Goff just just couldn't figure out time management. So I mean I think you'll see just a, a perfect example of two ends of the spectrum in terms of somebody who's fully confident in what they're doing in their offense, and versus somebody who just doesn't have it figured out yet.
1: Yeah,
3: no doubt. And yep. the Cowboys are going to have to figure
2: it out on their own, right? See on on the oui, offensive oui. side of the football. Let's take our next break. When we come back, we still have the phone lines open 888-855-2297. You can give us a call 888-855-2297 when we return here on Talking Cowboys.
0: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Copyright 2020,
2: Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged,
3: unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com
1: slash Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether
2: you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting (laughs) play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what (laughs) Essilor can do for you. Seymour, more, do more, Eslor on talking cowboys. Isaiah stand back in the shades. Now he's the uncle from the barbecue. How's it going? What? Just, <laughs> that was Was that little John? What was that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't I, I don't know <laughs> how we can keep that going. <laughs> Thank you to our friends over at Usalor for allowing us to be idiots here on this show. <laughs> and we're out of time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This, Heck's this done. Yep. Heck, heck might have just checked out.
1: That was look, at, a <laughs> look how
2: disappointed Heck is in the corner right now. No,
1: it's not. <laughs> yeah, just... the, visual, the visual came in. No, man. The visual came in.
3: <laughs> okay. All
2: right, we've got Bobby from Florida. Please help us keep the wheels on this bus, Bobby. What's on your mind? Swag surf
1: this morning. I got for the argument that uh, I think Micah is more like um, Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor, because I'm from originally from North Carolina and I saw Lawrence Taylor play in college. Ooh! And one time I saw him break somebody's quarterback face mask broke the the face mask in half when he sacked him.
2: Damn. Goodness gracious. So, who are you saying Lawrence Taylor compares to? Are you saying that he compares to Micah or he's by himself? He compares
1: to Lawrence Taylor. I I saw
0: Lawrence Taylor when he played in college. Gotcha. I'm a Tar Heel fan, too.
2: (laughs) There you go. Well, thank you for the call, Bobby, as always, and thanks for listening here to Talking Cowboys. And, I mean, there you go. Now you've got a direct comparison from somebody who's seen Lawrence Taylor up front and personal. I wish I would have had an opportunity to do that because that guy was
3: just a dog. Me too because Bill Belichick talks about him like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, he really was. (laughs)
1: No, he he really was. He was a difference difference maker, and Micah is much bigger than— than LT was. So, you know, just speed, quickness, agility, just ab- ability to get around the corner. And I, I even said at the beginning of the year that, you know, Micah just hadn't developed all of his stuff yet. And he ain't going to do nothing but get better once he starts to just train on that, you know, just moves. He only has one speed right now, speed, you know, go and strength. <laughs> That's I was about know. to say, go, go, go. He didn't have, you know, I think he's incorporated a spin move. Uh, we've seen that a few times, spinning back inside. But he just the things that he does innately on the field uh, that he can get away with athletically. Once he applies some more, you know, teaching to that man, I think he's going to be a monster. But the whole, comp, you know, the comp, comparison with, with Lawrence Taylor, man, that's just next level, next world.
0: He reminds me of Von Miller. I've said that before. just, yeah. just that first step off the edge. But uh, like you've talked about it, like he's only going to get stronger. He's going to add weight. That should help him if he ever does transition full time to this role. We'll see. They seem to. Again, it's kind of. Off the ball and do both, and George Edwards, who's up for the Duke job, by the way, potentially. Mm-hmm. He don't said, go, George said. He reminds him of Junior Sayow. Um, wow, and Lavar Arrington for a guy that can do both. LeVar you know? was huge. My lord, yeah, different different body type. Yes, but, yeah. so
1: was Junior. Yeah, yeah Junior right. was huge. That's are, like, a, and Lavar was
0: a mentor <laughs> to uh, Micah. And of course, we're not
2: we're we're comparing what he looks like and what he makes us remember of. We're not comparing the careers just yet. But man, if the scariest thing about Micah Parsons is the fact that he still has not had
1: an NFL offseason, and and he's going to he,
2: have a full offseason,
1: and also just how he getting these guys back healthy and our front line going with Micah, what with the momentum that he has already, this defense can't do anything but get better. We've Mm -hmm. talked so much about the offense carrying this team throughout the season. Now we've gotten to a point in the season where we're seeing the defense do a lot, some of the carrying as well. And maybe just maybe in this Washington game, uh, you see these guys double down on on that defensively. They can get some stops. This is the part in the season where you want to see your defense take those strides. I think with the health, uh, getting guys back, we're going to start to see that.
2: All right, let's go to our final call of the day. Mike from Newton, Iowa is on the phone. What's
1: up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, people? I'm a die hard cowboy fan. I go way back. I'm I'm old school. So my question is, uh don't you think that uh the, the offensive line need to be uh beef up a little bit? I mean, put more weight on. I mean, they're like only like three eleven. Back in the days when uh Jimmy Johnson was around. He had his line like 340 or 330. And the other question is, why isn't Dak running the ball more often when uh, like the option run or throw the ball out of bounds? I mean, is he afraid of getting hurt again? I'll hang up and listen. Now t- tell me what you think, okay?
2: Goodbye. Thank you so much, Mike, for the call. Two great questions. and I mean, you
1: want to start with the, the offensive line one? I mean, I think we have a pretty big offensive line. I, um, I think they've... If they need to beef up, I mean, come on, where, where are
2: we? It's more of Tyron and Lyell that are big, and then it's the interior that's not. Uh, I guess exactly. I'm having
1: a problem because, you know, every time they do the post-game thing and the, and the coaches walk to the middle, like, Tyron Smith is the person that I that's see the most. Smith. And I say to myself, okay, how genetically does a person get to be <laughs> like that? So I, when I think about our offensive line, the only thing that points out in my head is Tyron Smith, and I don't, I don't know where you go with that.
2: They have bigger offensive linemen, but they're all either rookies or just not good enough to play. I mean, they have guys that are big dudes. But, I mean, Connor Williams and Connor McGovern have been your left guards, and Tyler B. Adich is your center. I mean, that's just kind of what you've got. Now, we we addressed a lot of the, the quarterback and, and Dak Prescott running the football yesterday. But, Isaiah, do you have anything else to add on his specific question?
3: Nope. Like I said, I made the comparison to, to I hope Dak watches a little Heineken. <laughs> Film this week mm-hmm. just because I think he does a good job in that area. And I think if Dak added that element to his game, I think it would tr- help this offense tremendously. By the way, Dak
2: Prescott, breaking news <clears throat> while we were on the show, uh, he is now the Cowboys. He has been named the Cowboys. Nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year
0: Award. So That's
2: how phenomenal. about that for Dak Prescott? Well-deserved.
0: Very well-deserved. Is this his first nomination? I believe so. I want to say the last couple have been Travis Frederick when he was here, and mm-hmm. then Jalen Smith was nominated last year. So all, yeah. all 32 teams have a nominee. We'll find out the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Nope. So You think about everything that Dak's involved in. And they wear like something
3: graduation. on, they wear a patch on their, on their jerseys, right? If they uh, win the, it.
0: The winners do. Oh, I, I want to say the nominees might have a decal on their helmet. They the do. A That's a decal, decal okay. on their helmet. I yeah. knew it was
3: something that represented that they yeah. were a nominee. Yeah.
2: And if you're a winner, you wear that. The rest of your career, like you can wear that patch on your on yeah. your ch- chest for the rest of your career. That's Jason Witten awesome. did it for dope. a long time. Breeze and so, yeah. Breeze did it for a long time. Not
1: everybody does
2: it, but J. they have J. that op- opportunity.
1: Yeah, J.J. Watt J. as well. So yeah, as doing for you game. know, I think Walter Payton. You know, was watching him play and knowing the Sweeties. kind of man that he was as a player, player that he was, but just the things that he does off did off of the field. Uh, it's amazing how. You know, the name of something can change over the years and people forget who the actual man was. It's just it's awesome, man. Every year to see this, the Walter Payton legacy be talked about in this way. Very cool.
0: And you just think about everything Dak's involved in. I mean, when he first got here, it started with cancer research and awareness. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. expanded to social justice, mental health awareness like He's involved in so many different things that affect affected him personally. It's really it's really cool. Yeah, he's been through a lot throughout the his time and throughout his career, and he's doing a lot to give back at the same
2: time. I, I will always have the utmost respect for Dak Prescott. I mean, that is a man that is hard. To, to not like. I mean, of course, Cowboys fans are going to have their Cowboys haters right beside always. them. Always, always, always. But it's hard to, to look at Dak Prescott and say that's not a, a solid individual because he is as good as they come. And he is one of the guys that you're happy is on your team. All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Glad you've been with us, as always, it's presented over. by Tostitos. It's it is over. Sorry. But guess what, Heckma? We get to come back tomorrow. What? 9 a.m. Central Time. <laughs> what? And we get to talk about the Washington offense versus this Cowboys defense. What does Washington do well? And how will the football team challenge the Cowboys? For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
4: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!